Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Back Chat. Welcome to Move with Scoliosis, which is my channel. It was previously called Yoga Berries, so some of you might remember this name. And I can see lots of you tuning in already, which is, which is fabulous. Now, just to let you know that you can use the chat box. Obviously, I'm going to bring in my guests very soon. Um, but if you have any questions, feel free to put them in the chat and then we will bring them to Dr. Fishman and he can answer them for you, of course. So just to introduce myself, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Christine Jaregiberry. Um, I am a yoga and Pilates teacher and I'm based in the UK, just outside of London. And I created this channel, oh, it was probably about five to six years ago now, um, just because I was really curious. So I've got scoliosis myself. And then as a yoga teacher, I was really, really interested in working with people with scoliosis. And I had loads and loads and loads of questions, um, as I think we all do. Scoliosis can be really confusing. So I started this back chat um, a few years ago to get the chance to interview some of these experts and some, some people who know so much more than I do about scoliosis. Um, and yeah, so some people have different opinions, of course, so we don't always get clear answers. Um, but I've really been enjoying talking to some of these people. So feel free, if this is your first time on this channel, feel free to go back to some of those older interviews as well. Um, there are some, some great, fantastic people on there as well. And then obviously we've got lots of yoga and Pilates practices on this channel. So if you enjoy movement, if you enjoy yoga, if you enjoy Pilates, then you are absolutely in the right place, obviously. And if you have scoliosis, you're definitely in the right place. But let me bring on my guest for today. So um, I've got the fabulous Dr. Lauren Fishman, who has been a guest on the show a few times already. Um, and our first one, I think, oh, again, a few years back, I had him actually, I put him on the spot a little bit and had him <laughs> demonstrate some of, some of the yoga poses, which was fabulous. Um, and really, really grateful for his time and obviously for all the, the research as well that he's doing. Um, so I don't think he needs a, a big introduction and maybe he can he can tell us what he's up to at the moment. But welcome, Dr. Fishman. How Thank are you, you, Lauren? I'm fine. Peachy keen. How are good, you? Excellent. I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, we've been chatting a little bit before. It's been really hot in the UK, actually, and it's been uh, nice and sunny here as well, uh, which is quite unusual. Well, <laughs> well, get used to it because the planet is warming. And in well, the exactly. State, the state of Texas, it's been over 100 for about 10 days. 
and it's going to mm. continue. It's what they call a dome of heat that is intransigent. It's not moving. Yeah. And there are fatalities and there are many people brought to woe. And it's just, it appears to be nothing more or less than global warming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me, where, where are you at the moment? You're based in New York, right? New York, New York. So in Midtown Manhattan, Park Avenue is on this side, Lexington Avenue is on that side. I'm up on the ninth floor in Bloomberg. If you look out the window here, that's Bloomberg. The oh, famous okay. New York and billionaire. And this is your private practice, is that correct? Yes, I teach up at Columbia, but uh, I'm not there now. Right, okay, so you're a professor at Columbia University, and then you've got your private practice where you see um, just scoliosis patients, or is it a little bit of a mixture? I see everybody. I see people with uh, back pain. I see people with shoulder problems and neck problems and people who overeat, I, and I apply a combination of genuine medicine. I give injections and the like and prescribe medicines. But also I believe that yoga is a better answer to many problems than the medicines. It's, it just dawned on me a couple of weeks ago. Many, not all, but many of the medicines fool your body. They truncate the natural rhythms and uh, relationships of uh, chemical and physical in your body. Uh, Most of the medicines for osteoporosis do this. They act like they're something, which they are not. And they fool your body into doing something. But not, Mother Nature doesn't like to be fooled. And there are almost always repercussions. Now, this mm. doesn't go for all medicine. For example, thyroid medicine supplies something that nature somehow has failed to, to, to give you. And that's a perfect, makes you more normal. Whereas the vast majority of medicines for hypercholesterolemia, hypertension, and you name it, They, they work to fool you. They're, they're uh, deceptive. They fool your body. Mm. And oh, yoga right. doesn't. Yoga, when it comes to scoliosis and many other things, unlike the stern and, and straight, rigid bodies that they put in a la Harrington, who yeah. is a British, British citizen and did, did a very good job, moved the field forward. But it, that's not what Mother Nature intended. Mother Nature gave us a flexible spine for very good reason. And the Harrington rods do correct the scoliosis, but they also remove that flexibility. It's another essential component of our well-being. So yes, yeah, of course. The yoga, the yoga appears to be able to do it. It's, it takes longer than lying down there and having them anesthetize you and put in the rods or the, or the strings or any of the more modern surgeries, which have their own pluses and minuses. Um, but uh, it appears to work. And what you're giving to Mother Nature is just what she asks for, which is a symmetry of the muscles on both sides. Mm. So, so tell me, you've been, um, I mean, we have to, I think everyone with scoliosis here has to say a big thank you to you, obviously, because you have been um researching this topic for for quite a long time i think and uh why and last do you night, think i yeah. was researching last night <laughs> you were researching last night yeah so where, yeah. what do you think where does this particular interest um come from and yeah uh, it's it's basically accidental a, a, a young yogi uh, came to me with her mother who was a little bird of a woman uh, who was an administrator in a hospital in Connecticut. And she was dying of scoliosis. She had a curve more than 90 degrees. Wow. Here, I'll use my, uh, I'll use, here's my, uh, this is actually a, a microphone. 
I hope I don't break it. And the microphone, let that be her spine. She was curved about like that. More mm -hmm. than 90 wow. degrees, 180 yeah. degrees. And get another curve down there too, which I'm not going to imitate. That will break it, I'm sure. So I treated her. She could not have surgery. Her cardiac status was greatly compromised by the curve. So was her pulmonary status. She couldn't breathe very well with the lung. Imagine what those lungs looked like. And mm -hmm. so I said, maybe yoga can slow down the progression of this, you know, help you live longer. And then... Uh, about and I gave her poses and we changed them and maybe this will work and maybe that'll work. About six months later, I said, you know, maybe I'm fooling myself, but it seems to me that you're a little better than you were before. So we got more x-rays and the curve that was 108 degrees was down to 68 degrees. It, it's a tremendous improvement. And mm. uh, we went on working with her. And to tell you the truth, you are looking at a not so smart doctor because it took me years to figure out that somebody else might be interested in this. And then I saw another patient by accident with scoliosis and she got better too. And uh, my neighbor, who's a, an MBA from Yale, said to me, you know, you should, the world should know about this. She brought it to my attention. And then I said, yeah, well, maybe I should do a study and see if it works. So now I've done three studies, hundreds of people doing it. It seems to work on every, about 90% of them, 85 to 95% of it doesn't work mm -hmm. on everybody. But it, it works fabulously well in the lumbar spine. Excellent. And then I got the idea a couple of years ago, discussing it with people up at Columbia and, and Einstein, a neurosurgeon who's a friend of mine. We, we thought we would try using botulinum toxin as well. Mm -hmm. So we used yoga to strengthen the weak side. The idea there is that this is the strong side. I think I said this. I think I remember being on this program years ago, and I said exactly this. People for hundreds, maybe thousands of years thought that this, the convex side, was the strong side. There are ribs here, and they might, they, as the, the curvature of the spine is, so is the radius of curvature of the ribs. And they splay out like the spokes of a wheel on the side where there is a, a curve. So they splay out, and then they separate the skin, the soft tissues, the muscles, and then they migrate back into the space created by their separation. So you have a big bulge and people said, look, it's, it's big, it's hard. That's just, that's what muscles do. That's the strong side, right? Mm. Yeah. Nothing. I think, I think this is also because, um, well, me as a, you know, person with scoliosis, I can always, and that's here, what I hear from my, from my clients as well. It always seems to be the loud side. It always, the convex side is always the side that is causing tension, the pain. That's the yeah. side we can feel. That's yeah. the side that seems to be working all the time. Whereas yeah. the other side is just kind of, it's fine. It's okay. It's just there, but there isn't much sensation in there as well. So yeah. there, we don't have quite the, the same connection to the brain maybe with that, with that concave side. Well, what's, but what's really going on just to leave the brain out of the picture for the moment is that this side is actually the weak side. Uh, suppose this were a, a, a radio antenna that you see on a rural drive. And then there are these cables pulling down on each side, keeping it vertical, as long as they're pulling down symmetrically. But if this side were pulling more strongly, what would happen? Well, it would curve to that side. Am I right? I mean, it's just common sense. It would bend to the yeah. side that's pulling harder. 
And that's what happens in the scoliosis, in my opinion. And so mm. this is really the strong side. And the muscles are contracted there. So it looks hollow. It's quite quiet. The muscles are very happy. On the other side, they're getting stretched. The skin is and the muscles are. The tendons and ligaments are too. And so this is, as you say, the loud side. This is the, the squeaky, the squeaky uh, axle is over here. But actually, the strong side is, on the, is opposite. And people for a long time have thought that this loud side was the one that was uh, in, uh, causing it all. Whereas, in mm -hmm. fact, it's this side that's too strong. So, so are you, in your opinion, is the scoliosis um, coming from the muscle imbalance or yes. do we have yeah. the muscle imbalance because of the scoliosis? No, the scoliosis is coming from the muscular imbalance. The reason I say it is that the yoga we do just rebalances the muscles. It's, all we do is just strengthen this weak side. We have people do a pose where they're, lie, they're down like this and they strengthen the muscles on this side. Wait, wait, let me make that a little, a little plainer here. Hmm. We strengthen the muscles on the convex side. That's hmm. not a very good illustration. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I can. That's okay. Well, well we've got our, our little presentation, obviously, as well. Yes, um, I've got a skeleton too here. I can bring over a little. It's like a Halloween skeleton. Let me just bring it over. And yeah, he's got sure. a curve to the side. So oh, this he's is got a curve. Yeah. What we we, what we do is we strengthen our weight. You're, it's a little backwards. Oh, it's just the UK where they drive on the wrong side of the street. You know? <laughs> so it's, if the curve is like this, then this is the strong side, pulling the spine down. And all we do in the yoga is strengthen this side. So that little by little, it pulls the spine up to vertical. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Wait, I'll just show you. I'll, I have a little slideshow, and I will show you in the slideshow some examples of how easily and, and how well this works hmm. and, yeah uh, i just want to to say just to anyone who's uh, we've got about uh we've got about 25 people who are here live obviously unless you're driving of course and just listening to us um feel free to use the 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 chat if you've got if you want to say hello we've got k uh, Kay is saying hello here to us. Let us know where you're from and let us know, obviously, if you've got any particular questions. I know I, I've got definitely a few and I've got a few emails that I that I got beforehand as well. Um, so, for example, I've, I've got Kathy here and she she's asking about um, spinal fusion. I don't know if you want to answer this now or if you want to to leave kind of the question. I think it's a better learning situation if you answer right away while the while the question is hanging fire. Yeah, and, so uh, Kathy is in Kentucky and uh -huh. uh, she's asking, can your techniques be used to reduce the curvature in my unfused lower back that is moving? Really, so yes. It's obviously a long fusion. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's the lower back, We yes, we can. And we have to be a little more judicious because the forces that are generated by the yoga are pretty big. And we certainly don't want to injure any part that is already fused. We don't want it to become unfused. But the, the sections that are not fused, yes, we can generally work on them. Uh, and with the botulinum toxin, of course, that lowers the amount of force we need to generate because now the muscles on the strong side are weaker. So the mm. answer is yes. Okay. Um, good. Let me bring up your... A presentation here and let's see if we can do it like this. I'm gonna 
Yeah, that's fine. I say caution. I saw the sign somewhere, and I liked it. A <sighs> destiny at work. I'm hoping that some people's destiny will be changed in a positive direction by what we're going to say. You can show the next one, Christine. This is an early example, just 13 years old. Um, in four months, her curve went from 13 and 14 degrees to seven and six degrees. I'm just showing you a couple, you know, bragging a little bit. Next slide. Yeah. You show the next sure. one. Here's another one. Went from 15 degrees to six degrees in uh, a, a short number of months. But now with the botulinum toxin, well, I'm not sure. Show the next one. Here's a contemporary example. Um, okay. This is this is an actual sixteen-year-old girl. <laughs> okay, so there with that that is a dramatic change, obviously. So yeah. from this was from June to November, so that's just yes. a few months. Let's see, June is the six months, November is five months. Hmm. Yeah, not bad. Very good. And retaining it. So now we're using botulinum toxin. So on the one hand, we strengthen the muscles on the convex side, and we weaken the muscles on the concave side, the ones that are pulling down that tower. And the pose we use is this little old pose here. The Can you see my my cursor or no? Uh, no, I don't think we can. Okay, in the, towards the right of the middle, you see the figure with the right, with the red muscles. That's and I don't know if people can see my cursor actually, then I, oh, can, yeah, I, do. Then I can I show it. You see mine, yeah? Okay. We just strengthen those muscles. Uh, to name them, it's the quadratus lumborum, it's the paraspinal muscles, it's the psoas, and there are oodles more muscles that we're strengthening too, but those appear to be the big three. And by strengthening them, we lessen the curve. The tower on the left comes more up towards the vertical, where mm -hmm. it's sort of shadowed in the illustration there. Okay, next slide. So you see the convex side is really stretched. And when you give the botulinum toxin, those muscles come together more. And that increases their strength all by itself. Let's show the next slide. I'm not going to show you many slides. These are muscle stridum. That is not Lyme disease. Those are not deer ticks. Those are the nuclei of these fibers that slip and slide together. Think about it for a second. How do, what do muscles do when they contract? Answer. The fibers slide together and it's driven by calcium and a high powered molecule called ATP. And they actually slide and show the next slide. This will make it very visual, I think. Before you use botulinum toxin, Christine, just show where the blue and the red arrows intersect right there. That's all the interaction they have. So they're not very strong. They sort of work like a, a, a jack in a car, a ratchet thing, click, click, click. But of course, uh, there are thousands of clicks, so it's very smooth. After mm -hmm. the botulinum toxin, when the muscles on the convex side uh, are, are not so stretched, you can see how much more interaction there is between the myosin, myosin, the myosin and the actin there. And that means the muscles just from the Botox on the opposite side get stronger. Right. Then you've got the yoga too. Now, next, now show the next slide now, please. So we actually find we have tripled the the the, efficient, the effectiveness before we would get people people would get at best five percent better every month they did get better they do get better but five percent with this they get 15 20 percent better in a month next slide here now it's 50 as of today it's 54 patients i just did one before i saw you okay and, and uh um, we had 51 patients who generally improved from 9 to 16 degrees. What's the range? 
Well, the weakest one uh, is only a two-degree improvement. Sometimes it doesn't work very well. The best result, though, is 27 degrees in three weeks. Really pretty uh, astonishing. Mm. Next. So Next. What, what do you think, what is, in your opinion, what is the reason why, why it wouldn't work so well? Is that because they didn't do maybe the exercise or is there anything else that no, might affect it? Think that's possible. And people do tell you what you want to hear. So they might yes you to death and say, oh, I did them every day, but maybe they didn't. It's possible. No, I think either I'm at fault. I missed with the muscle, with the injections, or this is the first study. We have no real reason to believe that these are the best muscles and the mm -hmm. dose I'm using is the optimal dose. There's a lot more work that has to be done. So it may be that, you know, it may be that the same exact pose done on the same exact condition, lumbar, adolescent idiopathic lumbar scoliosis is actually a different, different kettle of fish in some cases. Mm. So, so nobody got worse. Nobody got worse. Nobody got worse. And there are no side effects or after effects. We checked them carefully. I had to go to the FDA to get their approval. And it took almost a year to get their approval. I had to fill out more than a centimeter of papers and God knows how many machinations on the internet before I, they finally said yes to me. Um, so and one, one of the things we do is we measure blood pressure, heart rate, respiratory rate, um, uh, and all kinds of things before they start. And then after the injection, we make them wait 15 minutes so we can check them again. But so mm -hmm. far, that has been utterly worthless because nobody has any changes. Everybody's doing just fine. And at three weeks, everybody's doing fine. At three months, which is as far as we go as of now, um, also doing no, no side effects or complications of any kind. I asked, I asked a young girl yesterday that I did it this time, 14 years old, and she was very afraid. Yeah. And so afterwards, I, but she did it. And we talked her into it. And her father was there, had somebody holding her hand, you know. And she did it. And afterwards, I said, you know, how much did it actually hurt on a scale of 10? And she said, it wasn't that bad, three or four. Okay. That was someone who was likely to exaggerate the pain. Like so a we, vaccination or? Like a, like a vaccination, exactly. Right. Exactly. So uh, just summing up, you know, this is all I want to show you. It's just a study. And really, I'm, I'm uh, uh, beating the bushes looking for more patients. I need many more patients in this study, though. Mm -hmm. Even the first 10 patients are statistically significant. Nevertheless, the medical require you know, if you want to convince doctors, most of our heads are made of wood. So it takes a great deal to convince us that something new is actually worthwhile. And so I need a, a, a more, more patients. And that's what I'm looking for. So I'm going to tell you it's 14 to 18 year olds yeah. who have lumbar curves between 25 and 45 degrees, though I can take them if their curves are a little bigger now. I, uh, with no neuromuscular complications, if they have Guillain-Barre or cerebral palsy, uh, I can't have them. Or mm -hmm. and, and no no other complications either, like um, osteogenesis imperfecta, uh, things like that. Can't have them. Marfan syndrome, unfortunately not. Yeah. But and and it's a randomized, blinded clinical trial, but it's a crossover study. So even if you're in the placebo group, three months later you're going to get the real medicine. Everybody gets the real medicine. I right. would say I had to fight with the FDA to get that. But that way, I felt people would be more likely to join the study, knowing that, you know, my little 14-year-old, she's not going to be a placebo. She's going to get what we came for. And everybody gets it. Okay, next slide. I'm just about done. Uh, here are the first 10 patients. 
um, you can see that the blue is where, what they had when they came to see us. That's how bad their curves were. The uh, orange is after three weeks and the gray is after three months. So you can see how much they improved. And way over on the right is the average, the mm. mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it really, now give the next slide. It's very interesting, I think. Oh, I didn't, I guess I didn't send you that one. It was showing, uh, go back to the last slide if you can, Christy. Yes, that's the one I wanted to show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see the people that got the, that did the most improving, their improvement is in green going down from the baseline. The ones who did the best were the ones with the worst curves. Right. Which I, okay. very, I don't know why that is true, but it is true. And it's very uh, interesting. You can see in the green that those three people got better than the rest. Not everybody did get that much better. You know, as, I don't know if you can see any here that didn't. Um, I don't see any that didn't get at least something. But oh, yeah. Look, just uh, where it says three months later, look up from months and you'll see somebody that got better with the first shot, but didn't get any better after the three month interval. Yeah, so it doesn't always work, but it very generally works. Next mm -hmm. slide. Now you can go forward. <clears throat> Did you want to say something about this one? Oh, yeah. Well, this is just the average of everybody. This is how well it works. Mm -hmm. They get about 30% better in three months. It's pretty pretty amazing. A little more than 20, a little bit better than 33% better. So 36, what is this one? So onset 36. Yeah. And then what does three weeks later. 26 and then three months later there are 23. So, so that's the average of the Cobb angle. A Cobb angle in all of them yeah. Right so okay. it's a little better than than 33 percent better 34 percent better a little better than one third better in three okay, months. So, so the most improvement is happening kind of in the first three weeks. Oh definitely the botulinum toxin that's the botulinum toxin and then the, right. the three degrees more it's it's what's important is that the botulinum toxin only works for about six or eight weeks okay so the fact that the improvement endures is very uh, basic it's really important so they you, only get it uh kind of in this first few weeks and then the what happens day, afterwards then they get it on the first day okay when they come day, in the onset Right, when, right below the 36, that's when they get it. And then okay. the only thing they do from then on is the yoga. So mm. the yoga helps them in the first three weeks and helps them afterwards too. You can mm. see they continue to improve. So, so you're obviously not far, uh, far along down the study yet to tell us if they have to maybe have it every year or, or something like that? Or is that's this kind of a one-off thing? Right. It doesn't, doesn't look like they do, but it's possible that they do. And I should tell you, Christine, there's a new botulinum toxin that is out now. I've written them letters, but they haven't answered me yet, where it's, it's alleged to be good for six months. So in that case, if it's, okay. the, if it's true that they will need further injections, they can get it every six months, which is pretty feasible. You know, getting an injection every, every month or every three months, is, that's an awful lot of time spent at the doctor's office. But once every six months, that would be a different story. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not even sure. It looks like they don't need it. I mean, after three months, the effect of the botulinum toxin has worn off. So the fact that they continue to be good, in fact, get a little better, is very optimistic. It's a very good, mm -hmm. happy thing. 
Okay, so here we have your cell phone ready. You can see that QR code. Yeah. You can click on it and learn a lot about the study. All I'm doing here is recruiting, further recruiting uh, about it that I would really like you to come. It's a single visit to my office in New York. I do have people from New Zealand and Mexico and Canada, and I, uh, I'd love to see people from anywhere. It's free, of course, and um, you can call up. There's the phone number, or you can click on this, and on my website, I describe it in greater detail. Hmm. So 14 to 18 years, years of age, um, and between 25, what did you say, between 25 and... Now, it, well, I've changed it now. So it's 25 degrees or more. Almost. So, okay. Yeah. Or more. And uh, call up and we talked it over. I may ask you to send me a cell phone picture of your x-ray. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you're in the right category. And then you're fine. Come on in. And we test Excellent. things to be sure you're okay. Mm, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people will be, um, yeah, excited about this. Um we do, by the way, even though the study is this, I mean, I've done enough advertising for the study now, but we mm -hmm. do people of all ages. I mean, I had a 74-year-old come to me from Iowa and he got, he went from 21 degrees to seven degrees in about four months, I guess. Right. He got the botulinum toxin. I do people of all ages. It's just, it's free if you're in this age group. 14 in this days. age group. Yes. Okay. I see. I see. So they can still get it, but they, they'll just have to pay for the to pay Injection. for it unfortunately yeah. it's not cheap you know unfortunately yeah. so this is what i'm doing and we have i've done three published studies already without the botulinum toxin and now with any luck i'll be publishing one on this and we'll see what happens it it can really change the domination that surgery has had in this field rightly so because the surgery works and there's been nothing else that really reliably changes your curve and mm. this like it's pretty reliable. I mean, even the surgery doesn't work every time. But no, the, no, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've heard from plenty of uh, people who've had to have multiple surgeries or um, especially that new tethering surgery. Sometimes it just doesn't do anything, unfortunately. There's a German study that shows that the new, in that study, the tethering surgery had to be redone more than half the time, 51% mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. So it's... Uh, uh, if you're absolutely in desperate need, I guess some people have to do it. But as I say, my first case was this desperate woman. And in four months, we really were able to make a dramatic change. Mm. Yes. And it's it kind of, yeah, well, what is amazing is that obviously the worst, what's the risk, right? The worst that right. can the happen is probably nothing, yeah. isn't it? The worst that can happen is it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then on fun. the way, you've done a little bit of exercise, so that's not a bad thing <laughs> either. Good. good for what ails you. Now, are there other questions, or is anybody writing in questions? So, Thanks. so Kathy is one of my Shine members. Actually, she she's saying thank you so much. So she she was the one who asked the question about um, the, uh, the with the fusion. Yes, exactly. So she's just saying she wants to avoid her. surgery, obviously. Yeah, you can. So we've got another one here. Um, okay, oh, can scoliosis start in adulthood? Uh, I never saw it when I was younger, but it, 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 yes, it can start when you're older. They have a different name for it. They call that degenerative scoliosis. 
Now, it doesn't sound very nice, does it? It doesn't sound very nice, and it sounds permanent. What's degenerated is not in this perfect state anymore. Mm. And sometimes it is an unusual thing. Wait, here's a vertebra. And over here. Sometimes one side of the vertebra can get deteriorated so that it's lower here than it is over here on the Mm. opposite side. As a consequence the spine starts to tilt. If this is, uh, wait, if this is the side where uh, there's deterioration, then the vertebrae will tilt that way. And then the next one will tilt a little more and here we have scoliosis. Mm. However, most of the things that happen to the spine happen in the front. This is not a human vertebra, it's probably a giraffe, it's a big vertebra. But this giraffe is facing that way. This is the back and this Mm -hmm. is the front. So in the front of the vertebra right here, here's where all the fractures I've ever seen occur. With one weird exception, I've seen hundreds of fractures, none from the yoga, by the way, right here. And so it's not, it doesn't develop scoliosis, it develops kyphosis. The next vertebra is tilted forward and the next one a little more. And so on, they get uh, a curved spine forward, which you see a lot. But Mm. this happen the degenerative scoliosis usually isn't this type of degeneration it's quite unusual that that one of the sides of the vertebra is is weirded out that's what i'm saying it's almost always in the front so it's just tilted i think basically because the muscles are stronger on the side that's concave and Mm -hmm. i've used this method with people in their 50s and 60s and 70s and it works very well Mm, that was going to be my next question yes so with degenerative scoliosis, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, it's got a different name. It appears to be the same mechanism, the same mm. pathological mechanism. I, 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 this is new stuff, so I, I don't claim to have all the answers by any means. Oh, here's mm. Terry from Minneapolis. I have a fused back with a Harrington rod, full spine in 1969. Okay, it's only 54 years ago. Okay. What, how can I help you? <laughs> yes, let us know what what the question is. I, I guess, you know, um, the the part that is fixed with a Harrington rod, that's yeah. it, isn't it? We There's don't want, not much we, we can do about that. that. We don't want to change that. Now, I, I've seen people that have uh, rods like yours that go all the way through, they traverse the entire spine, and you end up turning like, like R2-D2. You turn like this because you can't really twist at all. And that's too Mm -hmm. bad. But if your whole spine from the sacrum up to say the third cervical or so is fused, that's sort of where you are. What you can do is get better range of motion to your arms and your legs so that your spine isn't so much of an issue. Mm -hmm. Thanks for all your work. Is it possible to use botulinum toxin without yoga or minimal yoga in a under 30 year old? Yes, it's possible. I, I think the yoga is so simple, uh, Julie, that it, it, it's, it adds to it and it doesn't detract in any way. But if for some reason one doesn't do yoga and is against it, then yes, we've done the botulinum toxin with people that uh, they, they say they're going to do the yoga, but they don't do it. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's a great question, actually, Julie, right? Uh, for, you letter, know, is that I enough? A, I got a letter yesterday from a woman in Texas who says in my church, they tell me not to do yoga. I'm, I'm quoting. Yeah. The, re- the religion seems 
the religion wants to get control of our minds. Right. That's what okay. the letter said. Well, so she's not going to do the yoga, but she wants, she may want the Vachalina. So I, I've been in a, you know, I've been to classes at the gym. I've seen a side plank. <laughs> Maybe we can just say to her, <laughs> in uh, your I'm case, we, we won't I, call it yoga. I call it yoga, right. Let's call it side plank. That's Let's nice. just call it side plank. Yes, exactly. And Do you, yeah. should, I show, should I show them the side plank? I, I, you'd, I'd have to get control of this. Oh, you do have me on there. Yeah. I do have Is you it? on there. Yes, I can. I can have you in on the big screen as well, if you want. If you want to show us something. Let's, let's see if there are any, any other questions. They're more important. Uh, so we've got. Oh, this was the the person who asked if the scoliosis can start in adulthood. Compressed fracture T8. So maybe that's why. Yes. Is it a thoracic scoliosis? If so, then I think what's happened in your case, after the the T8. Yeah, in your case, it's. Almost undoubtedly right here, but it can be more on one side, a little bit more on this side. So your spine is tilted a little bit that way. And once it's tilted, the vertebra above it is tilted more. And then gravity gains purchase on your tilted spine. This, the uh, mechanical advantage that gravity has is great and starts tilting you further. So I really advise you at least to do the yoga on the convex side. And there's mm. different yoga for the thoracic spine. You, the mm. side plank won't work. You can do a pose called the half moon pose. And if you go yeah, on- Yeah, so before we, before we get into this, I just had a quick question. You know, because you were, you were saying, obviously, that uh, in your opinion, the scoliosis starts kind of from the muscle imbalance. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess we don't know. There's, there's the idiopathic part, obviously, of the scoliosis that we don't really know <laughs> where, where it is coming from. So I've seen x-rays taken where people bend to the side and they bend over to one side and the curve is going to one side and then they bend over to the other side and the curve still goes over to the other side. Mm -hmm. So obviously that yeah. kind well, of... It's, it's... Yeah. What do you say about that? It actually mitigates against what I'm saying, militates against what I'm saying, but it's just that certain muscles are intransigently holding the spine in that position. And some muscles lower down are moving so they can bend to one side or the other. But many muscles are just holding the spine in that curve. So the curve bends this way and without changing the curve, they bend to the other side. That's what happens. Or what more frequently happens in my experience is they bend maybe 30 degrees to the concave side, but they only bend 12 degrees to the convex side so that you see a disparity in the range of motion there. But yes. you brought up another point that I think is really good, which is, oh, uh, Dr. Fishman, you're saying that the, the, the muscles are responsible. Here's a woman who has a little fracture and that seems to be responsible. And that's right. In this case, it seems to be more the bone than the muscle. This is really what they call degenerative scoliosis. There are changes in the actual bone. Some feel that that is the basic mechanism. And that, as I've been saying, is not my experience. On the contrary, we now have several hundred patients that we've really helped who uh, get the help by changing the relative strengths of the muscles on the two sides so that they're more equal. Hmm. That's all. Okay. So um, so, 
so obviously I know what a, what a lot of people are, are going to to ask is what is what about the rotation right isn't isn't scoliosis a 3D um, condition rather than just left and right mm-hmm. well it's a good good question so far I've been a little timid a little afraid to do it. I told you about my first case. It was a woman who was dying. I had no timidity there. I wanted to do whatever I could. But in general, I really don't want to make people worse. But I've been experimenting with it. And a person who works with me has sort of given her body to science and allowed me to do EMG, which is to stick little electrodes into her muscles while she's doing different poses. So I can see what does what. And I have found a pose that, that appears to work to derotate. Um, I want to say this first, though. You almost never see rotation without scoliosis. Therefore, if you cure the scoliosis, you will at least diminish the the, the rotation. Does it always disappear? I can't say it does. I don't know. But we have seen it diminish in many cases, and certainly it doesn't get worse. So mm. there are poses I'm working on, and I, the one I like the best, it's got a Sanskrit name. It's called Jatara Parivartanasana. And you, it's where you spread your arms out like this. You bring your legs up, and your legs go all the way to the side, almost. Maybe I will show you. If there are no more, when we're done with the questions, yeah, I'll yeah, show yeah. I think, I think we're, we're through the, the current questions. If you just want, I don't want to take up too much of your time, obviously. I know no, you're busy, but this, I'm happy to do this with the caveat that this is new and do it with, uh, you know, uh, caution. The wrong one. That is me and Big. Let's see if we can best, spotlight best you. Thing, best thing would be to measure your rotation when you start and then measure it again in three months so that you are sure we're not doing anything to make you worse. If we don't get you better, I can live with that. If get you worse, I can't live with that. No. Okay. So we you, don't want to get worse. No. No. For sure. Now, do you see, do you see me yet? I, I'm aiming my camera at the right place. Yeah, I'm just seeing if I can make you the the main person. Right. Make me the main event here. Well, really, the only event. There, you've done it. I've done it. Okay, there we go. Okay. So here is Jatara Parvartanasana. Come down. I'm going to go all the way down to the floor. And I'm going to lie down on my back like this. I guess you can see me, sure. Yeah, I can see you perfectly, yes. Now, suppose my curve were over here on my left side. Then the bulge then my, it would be convex on this side of the bulge. These ribs would be back against the floor, while these ribs wouldn't. So then first I bend my knees to 90 degrees and then straighten my hips to 90 degrees and my knees are straight. So I, I'm pretty vertical here. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I twist my hips to the right like this. Okay. And when I come down to the left, my spine will then be to the center, which is what I want. Now, am I going to bring my legs all the way down? Not quite. I bring my legs almost all the way down. So these muscles are holding my legs up, the ones on the right side. So these are getting stronger. And these are getting nothing. And over the course of time, it's not, not easy to hold this very long. The closer to the floor I get, the harder it is and the better it is. But if I put them down on the floor, it doesn't work at all. You've got to be holding them up. So, so this that, would be a for right convex 
no, to the left, right cap. Right? Left. Concave, left convex. Okay. It would be for this. This is the side, and we went down to that side, and this is the side that, that is convex, mm -hmm. both out to the side. But yeah. you, you would be strengthening on the right side. Exactly. Yes, for this one, for this particular one. <laughs> for this particular one, which I believe is good if you have a curve that, that at least involves the lumbar spine. It mm -hmm. may not only the lumbar, it could be what they call thoracolumbar. So mm -hmm. the curve goes from the ribs, from let's say T10, T9, down to L3 or L4. Mm. That kind of curve, or if it's just in the lumbar spine. In the thoracic spine, I'm not sure if it would work or not. Mm. So in this study, the main poses are the side plank, that, your flo the floating plank, or just the slight side plank? The side plank for the study. Just the side plank. Okay. The floating side plank works in the thoracic spine, and I'm I'm learning more about it, and I'm I, I like to see people do it. It's very funny. We're, we all have the same anatomy. The yoga pose is the same, but people don't use the same muscles when they do it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So I have to look at the person doing it before I'm sure that the side plank, uh, the, the floating side plank. By the way, crowd, guys out there, it's Christine that invented floating side plank. The name, the name. <laughs> yes. I named it, yes. What's the name? Does a rose smell as sweet by any name? <laughs> Shakespeare asks, asks that rhetorically, but maybe it is more than rhetorical. Okay, I developed my curve after my last, after my L4, L5, S1 fusion uh, with hardware. I have lots of pain in my right thoracic curve side. Now, is that the side to which you're curved? In other words, is that the convex side so that the bulging is there on the right? And my side abdomen under ribs. Would your technique help with pain and the curve? Uh, I, I cannot promise it would help because, of course, you could have something wrong with your spine besides the scoliosis that developed. But scoliosis can be quite painful, and let's just assume that it is due to the scoliosis. Then I say, this is, I've seen many people with this condition, and it does help, yeah. I don't mm. think you need the botulinum toxin. I think just the yoga would probably do it. If you do it consistently for three weeks, see if the pain is lessened. If not... Mm. Write Christine or me a letter. We'll see if we can figure something else out. So this is obviously a lumbar fusion only. Mm -hmm. Would you still do the side plank on one side only for somebody just with a fusion only in the lumbar spine? Or in her case, would you do it on both sides? No, in her case, it looks like there's a thoracic uh, curve. And my side abdomen under my ribs under ribs. Well, under the ribs, that's already the lumbar spine. But the thoracic, of course, is where there's no fusion. And yeah. there, I wouldn't do the side plank. I would do the half moon pose. Right. It's a different one. You can look that up in the books or I can show that to you if you like. I only have a few more minutes, but I would be happy to show that to you. If that yeah. And we've, we've got other videos, obviously, that we did previously where we are actually going through all the poses and on which okay. which side to do them so maybe i just link to to that okay. video well, yeah um, and if you if you need you can send this person to me and i'm happy to do what i can over yeah the yeah so. absolutely so you've got obviously um i'm hoping in the description i'm going to double check it afterwards you've got 
all of the of the details as well to how to get in touch with Dr. Fishman and then obviously how to get into his his study as well. Or if you know someone, um, making sure to pass yeah, this on. Or someone whose children or grandchildren might be interested. Yeah, well, because, you know, there, there is obviously, well, I'm saying obviously, but there seems to be a genetic component to scoliosis. Um, so very often there will, there might be somebody in the family who, who, who has scoliosis. But there's a genetic predisposition to it, yeah. And yet it doesn't, of course, always manifest itself as scoliosis. You know, I have one family of four people in Canada and they all have it. But I have other people, many who were there, four, three or four children, and only one of them has it. Mm. There's a genetic, I want to say a predisposition. So if everything else is right, the asymmetry will develop to the point that it curves the spine. And yeah. maybe other cases that are not related to the muscular disparity, you know, it's... It's a, it's a big world out there. Mm, yes, absolutely. Good. Thank you so much. Um, that was that was great. That was amazing. I think it made um, the the study. It made it very clear what it, what it involves. I think it's kind of uh, a no brainer. Definitely, if you are in the in the area somewhere, and I know you've got people obviously coming from all over the world. Um, well. To participate, yes. Uh, thank you very much. You are always such a charming and intelligent interviewer. Really, thank Aww. you. Very much. Thank you. It's it's always a pleasure. I was I was I was looking forward to this chat, and I really enjoy. Um, yeah, you, you you've got this. You bring some lightness to this very you know sometimes hard topic, obviously for for those who are affected and. Um, Yes, I, I enjoy that. And thank you for all the, the research, obviously, that, that you are doing and um, all your amazing work. Learning more. Learning That's more. <laughs> all fun. right. Thank okay. you so much, everyone. Um, and yes, I'm going to end our end our little broadcast here. Um, feel free, obviously, to check out all the description with all the details. And we're looking forward to another update, obviously, at some point. Good. Yes, the study um, will be done within a year anyway. You yeah. Know, I'd be, love to be back on. Lovely. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.